Hello. Welcome oh, yeah. to the original, the real, the first, the OG Square-based podcast and TV show, live TV production in front of a live studio audience. My name's mm-hmm. Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host for all things old world, Mr. Val Heffelfinger. Hello, mm. Val. How are you? We're back in the saddle again, my dear boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which saddle are we in? Are we in an Empire Pony? Uh, or are we in a cold one from the Dark Elves? There you go. I'm in world now. Well, you know what? How about a, a cold one from the old lizards? Because I did get to play against some some stinky lizards, some some lizardmen. Lizardmen, uh, Mr. Lizardman. Lizardman, with uh, piloted by Mr. Peter Colosimo, not a week or week or so ago while you were at Worlds, and it was uh, it was wonderful, it was delightful. So catch me up. Uh, uh, you had Peter over. You had a game. How did it go? What happened? What happened? <clears throat> okay, come on, brain. We form. I form memories. This happens. Let's go. Can, we can I do can, this. You I can, can re- this. I can tell you what happened in these games. Um, let's see. I was playing with Nurgle Demons because uh, Pete had talked a lot of shit about Nurgle Demons. Okay. And everyone else on the internet seems to think they were really good back in the day. So I brought I brought just essentially Nurgle Demons. Um, and um, first game we played, I want to say I won or was was close to winning because everything amazing happened for me. So like, there's a lot of stuff with with with, uh, with eighth edition demons where it just comes down to like, can you roll uh, your dice rolls? For example, I stuck a double one on a on a uh, combat result, uh, which means I got back all my dead guys, which was a real knife in his heart. Yeah, um, there's nice. this like chaos. There's this like chaos table where you have to roll in every magic phase, and like just stupid bullshit happens. Most of it actually bad for demons for some reason. I was good old. Good old game design. And uh, ex- unless you roll really high. So I rolled boxcars, which was I get a new unit of demons. And then I rolled boxcars again because it was 2d6 plus 3. So I got 15 demonettes that just appeared behind all of his stinky lizards. That was fantastic. Um, just everything went great for me. I stuck like a, like a massive long bomb charge to like fly a bunch of flies over something into Teto Echo's unit. Teto Echo's a G. Got him scared. He ran off the board. It was brilliant. I was just complete, just, just, uh, just, just boots down on the ground on Pete, kicked his butt all the way from the East Coast of Canada. <laughs> Go back to and the Maritimes. Then... Go back to the Maritimes. <laughs> back to the Maritimes, bye. And then, um, and then the second game, we got out the big stuff. So I, I had been pestering Rob for a very long time to send me the, the final piece of uh of a uh, of an illicit miniatures deal that we had made last summer mm-hmm. a uh, a uh, an in-kind transaction of goods for goods and the last piece was uh a, a fellow named Tamarcon on his on his toe dragon bubelos 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 um and uh who in a vacuum well for one thing i just assume this fucking guy was a demon he's in fact not a demon uh, he's a Warriors of Chaos guy, so I had to run a kind of a, a fake legal list. Well, that's fine. So I ran him, and then um, and then uh, Pete brought his uh, terrible Dreadsorian, which is just the prettiest little gigantic lizard. And uh, that game was essentially me being very tired and um, ADHD'd about playing fan- more fantasy, and uh, I just ran Bubelos into the Dreadsorian. Dreadsorian kicked his ass. 
<laughs> As he does. Pete, Pete was like, oh, wait, I can just kill the guy riding the, the toad. Because, like, the toad dragon has uh, Tamurkan on his back. And so Pete just killed killed the guy riding the toad dragon. The toad dragon was like, fuck this. Toad dragon got the hell out of there. And I was like, you know, that's good. That's a good game. And that was, that was good GG's. Game. Good game. Good game. I think that's the thing I'm most excited about in Old World is the combined profile. Like on like the big guys and the bottom guys like together combined makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean that's something they do in Warhammer Armies project because obviously also they kind of had the idea already like in Eighth Edition with with uh, Monsters Cavalry like, for example in Nurgle Demons you have the ability to put your heralds on palaquins so like big uh, uh, you know a piece of plywood with a bunch of Nurglings underneath it. And uh, when you do that, you combine the profile of essentially Nerglings and and the Herald, and you get a bunch more wounds and stuff. And so they had that concept. And then later on, when they did the end times, they did combine profiles. Um. So anyway, I don't know why I don't know why it was so shocking to them that having and then and then on top of all of that, they made it so if you were riding a monster and you get hit by something, like say I don't know a cannonball, um, both of both things get hit, which was just like why. <laughs> there's so many there's, like honestly uh like i can fix this i can fix eighth edition in like in like five rules serratus um that's I a, think that's a, a I good think example a, of one i think a lot of people can i think that's the tragedy um of i just don't know how i never i don't i don't know why it wasn't like uh, the itc like if there was an equivalent of the itc which was uh for those with some reference the itc ran uh obviously uh, events and a ranking ladder and then they, um, in 7th edition, Warmer 40k, rough, a little, uh, I guess, 6th edition, 40k would have been contemporary to 8th edition fantasy. But they kind of had to, 6th edition was so absolutely terrible, they had to release something called 7th, which was also terrible, but not as terrible. Anyway, um, but then they didn't give any FAQs or talk about it or Rattus or anything. They are just like, here's your game, go fuck yourself. And, um, and so Independence had to write... Uh, FAQs and, and rules packs to try and make that game work. A lot of them would take whatever the the rule was, and they wouldn't change it, um, despite of how absurd the um, uh, you know the ramifications of that might be for gameplay. They would just let it be. And then uh, the ITC, however, they did this weird like vote thing where they would vote on rules, and as a result, they kind of like would tone them down, and they would actually change rules. So that they weren't as stupid, or not stupid. I guess not as like very, very powerful and strong. They would try and take the edge off of a lot of the most extreme interpretations, whereas a lot of other FAQs, including things like the ETC, which became the WTC, they would often go with sometimes the most extreme interpretation um, because that would be what was written. So they would try and go raw first. And anyway, if someone had gone the ITC route with Warmer Fantasy, and we saw stuff sort of had the edge taken off of it. Would have been great. Yeah, would have been great. Unfortunately, uh, I could talk about that as well. The like, the, what's very very interesting is the internal politics of Games Workshop. So, like anyone in a decision making uh, capacity in the the books and box games part, the rules department is not a forty k player and or fan, and so you they only got like stringent overbearing control of the fantasy portion of the game so those individuals that i know but now because they're a cash cow 
you have yeah. like you may know the names of people who like worked on the 40k rules like in those times but they weren't the people who were their managers and all of right. their direct line managers were fantasy people so okay. fantasy, ha fantasy had this overarching like grip and stranglehold on it from the from the from the like the organizers down into like the local english scene therefore into the english into the international scene was 40k they were like they were like fuck off don't care like and so <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why that happened uh, effectively um and then so like which is quite interesting so has there has there just been like a fantasy sleeper cell just waiting in the dark like in the in the in the in the lower basements of of GWHQ for their moment to come back no like, no because do another palace coup there's not a lot of courage in that room let's be real so they've seen that <laughs> they, they've, they've, <laughs> they've seen they've seen that there's a there's a teat uh somewhere else and they've run to it and then uh, they've hired other people who as we know um are much more concerned and i mean warhammer fest is a perfect example of uh and i'd like to get to on some actual uh old, old stuff now but warhammer fest is kind of the perfect uh nailing the coffin in that conversation where they're like it's warhammer fest you're like cool what's here they're like 40k only anything else like mm. not even a whiff like like do you know you make other games i'm not even talking about age of sigma i'm talking about anything else they're like no one system well, rob <laughs> rob maybe maybe you're being a little bit just be comic con right now <laughs> yeah know? i am i am that's my fault <laughs> just be comic con just just, just be, be comic con, con. Do better. Right, okay, so uh, to everyone uh, listening, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you watch this on YouTube, listen to the podcast, massive thank you. Uh, you can obviously let your friends know that the Square-based podcast uh, and TV show uh, will be live every Thursday on Twitch, and we'll be talking about the old world. That was our intro, oh, yeah. with me and Val. Um, and we'll be talking to you leading up to the launch of the old world, and we will be reviewing uh, the old and world then we'll as stop. it comes out. Uh, no, then we will be developing community resources like stats. Uh, we'll be doing tournament reviews, organizing our own tournaments, building our own international tournament circuit of the old world. Even if the game developers, if the game developers expressly come out and say, we do not want this to be a competitive event game, we will literally co-opt it and rewrite it so it works that way. That's the that's goal. How the that's how the best of it works. That's all the best days were, man. That's mm -hmm. how. That's how. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's be great. I'm. I'm 100 in. So that's our. Uh, that's our mission. Uh, that's our mission. So should we jump into news? Because there's some hot news. Uh, should old world uh, tournaments be age bracketed? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I think no. that means like the OAPs who played Warhammer Fantasy Battle before, ostracized oh. out from the newer players, so that they don't get. Like, I mean, could you imagine, like, you turn up, you've been playing, you've been playing Total War on, like, your PC, or to quote uh, a venerable uh, uh, 40k podcast, your, your MacBook Pro, um, <laughs> and, uh, and you, and uh, you, you turn up, and then there's just this old fella, and he's like, well, I don't know if you know this, but in third edition, I had a guy, and here he is, he's made a land. Doctor says I don't have nut but two more years left to live, but <laughs> <laughs> this lead mini's all worth it. <laughs> Do you really want those to interact? Surely separate them out. And you'll be like, Louise, Jesus, this is a <laughs> tournament. Um, 
Correct. Yeah, no, I think so. Also, I think those old men are mostly us. Uh, we we are the old men. Uh, you know, so it's all right. I don't need I don't need them. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't need I don't need we don't need to ostracize anybody out of the gates. I think they'll probably ostracize themselves. To be quite frank, people sure. love to love, people like to select out of things, opt out until they realize or feel like they're. Uh, Feel like they're good to go. So no, I don't I think we need to age age or sick. No, I wouldn't even wear like I wouldn't even wear like a pride T-shirt. I'll just wear like just a rainbow pin. That's all I'll do. Yeah, like <laughs> that's all I'll do and stroke it every time before I roll a dice. That's all I'll do. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a a rainbow pin, like an old world <laughs> rainbow pin. Or are we are we co-opting the symbolism here? Oh yeah, we can do that. That sounds great. I'll do that. <laughs> Right, okay, so <laughs> uh, jumping into the news, we are also obviously also recording this in front of a live studio audience if everyone's interested. So join us on a, every Thursday UK time between 11 and 1 p.m. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into some news. So we've been away for a couple of weeks. I've been at the agency my world championships. Can't wait for the mm-hmm. old world world championships. Um, yeah. And then we have be, seen... To be held at Capital City Bloodbath by a bunch of confused people from Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, so, uh, we have got some news. So, while we're away, we got the Old World Development Diary, the main factions revealed. Oh, my God. This happened while we were off the air? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. So All I'm right, gonna, let's go. I'll read through it a bit and catch you up. Uh, uh-huh. Right. So with so many distinct armies fighting over the old world, you might be asking which factions be the ones to feature in the Warhammer old world. We've seen the noble paladin Bretonian Tomb King, who seems very upset to be awoken. So it's safe to assume that these two factions will feature prominently in this new game. But speculate no more. The guys from the Warhammer Design Studio, and I know you have a million things to say that I've just said that, uh, are here uh, with uh, the who's who in the era before the Siege of Prague take it away mm-hmm. now that might not seem like a lot's been said in that sentence but actually loads and i'm no value this, this, this thing this is the probably the most consequential release that they've had yet um and they just like it was came out on like a wednesday afternoon <laughs> it's like after warhammer fest like this is this is to me like core warhammer fest content no they just yeah, we're just gonna do it as a blog article and yeah. no one's paying any attention during the 40k launch awesome good work guys um Anyway, not bitter. Uh, yeah, let's keep going. Well, I just wanted Who, where, to, and when? I just wanted to shout out, um, as you said, that this was all happening before the Siege of Prague. So timeline-wise, like if you go back and listen to the other Square-based shows that we've done, yes, true. Uh, this does bring you, this is uh, Val spot on. I do think what we're going to see is that timeline, which Val said, as Val said in the previous episodes, is very sketchy. Um, but we definitely are like um, I don't know if you have watched any Star Wars lore, but they used the 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 <laughs> they used BBV I think the battle uh, like the Battle of Yavin or BBY sorry BBY so they're always talking okay. about that's their like Christ moment it's before okay. and after Yavin um, yes. and I think the old world is going to be uh, everything so it'll be before the the battle the siege of Prague so I guess. Our, our new old world timeline, if you're interested, from this point on, we'll be describing it as BSG. So before the BSG. siege of Prague, BSG, before BSP. the siege, yeah, BSG before the oh BSP, sorry BSP, before the siege uh, of Prague. I would say too that like uh, that the sort of 
it is interesting that they have backed the timeline away from the Siege of Prague. They don't ever say exactly how much. They say in the, in the years leading up to. So that's a pretty wide, uh, wide berth. Um, uh, uh, but it does give... But they didn't back it up that far, uh, as we'll discover, for example, with vampires. Um, there's a lot of absurdities that are about to be uh, unfolding in front of us. Let's go. Okay, so BSP, uh, and also uh, over the last few weeks, we've shown your previews of new models. Show, well, I mean, uh, shown off freshly painted examples of returning favorites. Uh, don't forget all of those <laughs> hey guys. mixed uh, types of armies you can get, which is fun. Uh, and reveal many more hints of what you can expect from Warhammer the Old World. This week, we want to take a look at which factions will feature most prominently in the game. The game will be set firmly within the Old World itself, the lands between the coast of Bretonia to the west and the World's Edge Mountain to the east during the decades immediately before, well, the decades before the BSP, the, the before the Siege of Prague. So, um, and against Chaos uh, and the Siege of Prague. Much of the action in the first wave of books and supplements takes place in and around the Border Princes, the barrier lands between the Empire and Orc territory. Accordingly, we'll be focusing on those nine core factions. Before we talk about the factions, though, then, that does speak to me that they already have a second edition in mind. I exactly. And got you after you. No, I I'd say exactly. And I think that paragraph was very glossed over by a lot of people. So like we are in the pre-war years um, and and then people because the next part, the core faction part was kind of a bombshell and wow, lots to talk about. But um, the the fact that this is the first wave of books and supplements and these are the ones that take place in and around the Border Princes, um, uh, that, that explains why, for example, Tomb Kings would be of a, of a higher focus because obviously that you'd be closer physically to the uh to the wastelands where the tomb kings come from um and then uh that gives us our apparently uh focus on the nine core factions yes okay yeah i think that's quite interesting because i feel like when we do get into this is that like and obviously we're a little bit late to the news here i think there's gonna be a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth but i think that's i think that's Indeed there was uh, um i think that this is going to bring us not to be too too <laughs> optimistic this is going to bring us into this is our first edition and we're going yes. to get additional like we're going to we're going to get into more and i think that's worth talking about and i think that, that that literally says that in that sentence unless i'm like over reading those lines that's, that's... no i uh, yeah in the first wave of books implies more than one wave i, I will note that uh <laughs> uh the monsters arcanum another book that rob uh, sent my way uh is uh, uh optimistically uh, titled book number one in a series <laughs> that became one. <laughs> so one, of can, one. one of one. So it can happen uh, that, uh, that you know things uh, false start. But uh, anyway, okay. So uh, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think also just context-wise, we are coming from uh, from the Warhammer Total War Three reality, which is the entire friggin' old world. Uh, yes. It didn't start there. It, like this is actually starting very much like Warhammer Total War started, except you know, ten years later for some reason. <laughs> it's literally during the time they didn't produce the minis. It's it's easily <laughs> it's easily one of the most hilarious moments. They like <laughs> make a game, stop the game, make one of the most successful computer franchises ever, and as it finishes, they're like, "We'll now start that game again." We shall. Like, we will now start the game. <laughs> 
as if as if that game company didn't have to approach them for the licensing rights every time on their multi-year development cycle. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, right. Lastly, before we get into the uh, the old world um, factions, I just like to point out that uh, they they have written that these are core factions. Yeah. Uh, but previously, uh, there was an alignment chart of uh, I don't know True. if anyone's got the link of evil and uh, good and evil factions. Uh, oh, don't don't spoil don't spoil. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm on Twitch TV, uh, but I, I you scroll down a little bit there. Sorry, There's sorry. A very important photo that we can talk about for another hour. Okay, we'll do that in a minute. Uh, yeah, so they put good and evil, and this kind of caused a bit of internet backlash. Uh, and Games Workshop, uh, yeah. listening but never well, ever responding, changed it to core factions. Now, there used to be two neutral factions, I guess, is the biggest thing. Uh, and the two neutral factions were only two of them, and they were the Ogres and they were the Tomb Kings. Uh, and sure. then everyone else was uh, either Forces of Order or Destruction. But so I guess the they didn't, I guess they weren't allowed to use the, the terms Order and Destruction. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, I think they actually used good and evil, uh, which <laughs> I think uh, they're, they're on there now. The old the, the, In the old world now, yes. yes. Yeah, the old world now. And I think some people took uh, offense at something like the Kingdom of Bretonia, which is a, uh, a, monarchist, uh, a, a monarchy with serfdom and pretty aggressive serfdom of that um, being considered to be good uh, because we pretty much don't think that those things are good. Uh, well, outside of England, obviously. Um, uh, so, yeah, pretty interesting. And the Orcs versus Goblins. Bro, what did they even do? Why are they evil? That's my question. Uh, <laughs> Read Skarsnick. Read Skarsnick and you'll realize that's very accurate. They're evil bastards. Okay, so, these are, so these are the core factions. Uh, the Empire of Man. Uh, we'll talk about each one in, in time. I'll just go through them now. Dwarven Mountain Holds, Kingdom Bretonia, Wood Elf Realms, the High Elf Realms, Orc and Goblin Tribes, Warriors of Chaos, Beastman Brayherds and Tomb Kings of Kemri. Now, uh, Val, I'm, if I'm right in thinking, like, and you can pick one out if you want, some of these are written slightly differently. So it's not just dwarves; it's the dwarven mountain. Dwarven holds. mountain holds. Uh, I think yeah. that's quite interesting, right? It is an interesting thing, absolutely. Um, I don't know why it's not just dwarves and dwarven. It could also be dwarven holds. Uh, I think mountains would be implied uh, if you know about them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any more insight on that? Because yes, that is that is something that kind I, of. I, and also, wood elf realms and high elf realms—they are all a little bit different than they used to be. Maybe this is one of their. Maybe this is their attempts to make it more copyrightable. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I think it's maybe not even as uh, uh, as kind of like legalese as that. I just think. I just think creatively, they're like, do you know what? Like, because very much like we've seen with Total War, Total War has done a much better job than I think probably Games Workshop ever did of of really fleshing out those different factions. Like, if like we knew about Imric and we knew about like Kalador. And we yeah, knew sure. about like we knew about like the dragon princes, but like you can legitimately play those as a solo faction, pretty much in Total War. And I would say that that's what we're going to see here. I think we will get like a Wood Elf Realms book, but like you see with, well, like you did see with Forty K, and like you do see with Age Sigmar, you might see those like much more divided down. And in fact, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, like, let's assume I've been to a coffee shop and read this. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if what you have is a restrictive 
set of rules inside the wood elf or the high elf realms where if you're playing as let's say Tyrion's faction there are things that like you'll get like sword masters maybe could become core sure. as an example um yeah. and then if you are like playing as a lariel maybe sisters of the watch or the sisters of avalon sorry will become core unlocked. so I, yeah, yeah yeah unlocked so i think we're going to see that um and they'll be a lot more themed so actually that's quite exciting because i feel like uh, and i've just only remembered during this conversation that i had heard that in a coffee shop so uh <laughs> <laughs> well the the and that would be uh, a bit of 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 rural fan service that's a lot of like how the sixth edition lists worked um uh, sixth and maybe early seventh mostly six um essentially there were what were considered to be much more flavorful army builds that you could do based on either a theme or whatever i think it'd be cool if they came to the conclusion like for whatever reason special characters in fantasy and 40k were things that gw produced did promoted made but uh either in the rules and i guess elsewhere kind of discouraged the use of which is kind of weird to me because i always think like that special characters add to the epic quality of a of, of something and like they also give you a defined element that you know you can really theme around right so but in, in by eighth edition special characters had kind of come back but most were really over costed versus their generic versions and so like they didn't see a lot of gameplay even there and it wasn't until the end times again where they opened the game up to allow for characters to come in i think this had a lot to do with the just design wise um Warhammer. And by the way, if you guys aren't watching Jordan Sorcery right now, uh, there's a guy named Jordan Sorcery uh, on YouTube. He's Good doing guy. a very, very detailed history of, of uh, Warhammer Fantasy specifically. I'm sure he'll double back for other games. But right now he's going through Warhammer Fantasy and he's just getting to 6th edition. And he had to pause because he caught the attention of, of, of like Rick Priestley and uh, Thomas Piran and the guys who helped design those games. So it's going to be a really cool explanation of that transition from 5th edition to 6th. But I highly encourage you to watch the content. I did a, a little bit of a, of a ham-fisted explainer of the history of these games uh, on our first episode. Watch that, and then go watch Jordan Sorcery. Do it in detail and for real, because it, they're just really well-researched and, and detailed, awesome explanations of how this stuff came to be. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I think to bring it all to a point, in, in Total War, you have these factions in geographic context if that makes sense like yeah. imrick is such a great example so like imrick is a high elf but he's off uh i guess on the in like a where, what would that be india in the real world somewhere yeah. somewhere in that sort of like bangladesh yeah but he's um, near where the chaos dwarfs live he's near where yeah like skaven are like he's 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 separated very like uh, quite uh, quite a lot from Ulthwan and like the all of the forces of like orcs and goblins divided he's around like the blasted lands is where he's roughly at right i think yeah and like he's but the context of where he is um determines sort of like the flavor of like the types of factions he has to com conflict with and fight against like yeah. the places that he can go and so like you get like a really interesting like it's a very different feel playing high elves in that context versus high elves that are like on ulth one and like warring with one another and maybe sometimes the dark elves come over or like you know whatever like it's a very it just gives a very different feel and so what you're doing here is you're taking these core factions which are all sort of 
you know, um, organized around that geography of the border princes. These are all people who sort of belong around, like these are all factions that sort of belong in that neighborhood. And hopefully you're going to key off of special characters that would also be present in this time in that era. And you kind of ground it. And that's really cool. And then hopefully in future waves, you can take a different area of the map and you can do essentially exactly what Total War has done for 10 years. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If we take High Elves as an example, yeah, like because Ulthuan's right near this area, near the Border Princes and stuff. Like you could. you could Ulthuan's in the middle of the of the ocean. The, the, like, yeah. And that's why these are like Wood Elf and High Elf realms, right? Like these are just like outposts yeah exactly so like but like what i mean is is like you could you could like introduce a couple of high elf factions or sub factions mm -hmm. if you want um into this and then th then you just release with a couple of characters and uh hero releases so you don't have to do i'm gonna release a whole new faction later you can just be like we're going to release you know like another one of these high factions later on down the line and then oh lo and behold turns out you can sell us those same models you're already selling us for the first faction for the second faction yeah. but maybe there are some upgrades now they have blue pants yeah or, or they or forge world famous for doing a lot of upgrade sets sure. like they'll they'll have some upgrade sets that you can attach onto these things as well which i think is legitimately like very cool i'm very excited to read through these i think they're very going to be very fun i'm really excited yeah. about the dwarven mountain holds as well i think that um that's exciting so the the way they're written is really interesting but also what that means is going to be really fun and i think maybe a little bit more exciting than i uh than i initially thought for me personally like seeing this i was like oh do you know what i definitely can see the individualism that they're going to throw into these factions versus just like generic dwarfs and you're like oh, okay like that that would have been a real step backwards and this feels very positive i'm very excited about it i don't know about you um i'm certainly like i'm not crushed that's Good. that's for sure uh but there is something that was very confusing that we can if, if you're ready to transition like this will probably be the meat of the show oh well, the, the the picture below the picture below well i just wanted to talk about like because some are missing um oh you want to talk you want to refer well, to that no, okay I, no, because I, I think the picture below hints at the things that are missing yeah yeah okay we'll do that i just wanted to uh talk about like i'm excited about all of these empire of man great dwarven mountain yeah. Hulk's great feels like that definitely should be in there i think this uh yeah we'll, we'll move on but like exciting that these are all here but then obviously there's going to be some real upset that some of the other elements aren't being there so I'll, I'll read through these armies will have rules published alongside the launch of the old world and will be pivotal players so uh, that's also pretty important as well because we're basically hearing about the launch now the yes. launch will come out there'll be a launch box guaranteed um and uh these will have rules at the same time like we've seen with 40k so that's actually super exciting so you can run a tournament a couple of weeks into this being out because there'll be several different factions that are playable that's 100%. awesome love that yes um uh uh narrative expansions and then there's going to be um and we'll be pivotal players in the events covered in narrative expansions and supplements so we know that there's going to be more than more than one type of book release on top of this as well narrative expansions and supplements so they've unless they're just like using two words fantasy's armies can also look forward to some shiny new miniatures that will accompany the return of many classic kits um okay right so then so that's so so fans of these armies yeah can also can all look forward to some of the old miniatures and return of classic kits yeah um so that's actually something that about the so the armies that aren't listed there that Skaven has been shouted out in chat. Skaven will get PDF rules, 
So like they will have rules, and that doesn't mean they're going to be bad rules either. For the record, um, there are a lot of lot of armies that have existed in simplified form in Warhammer history that did just fine, um, except for AOS. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, the thing is, though, I don't think you get models. Oh, really? For what for? For all the guys who aren't on that list. No, no, I no. Assume... You're only getting models for what's on this list. As in, so, like, as in, like, so, like, that means that, like, you could probably, like, scrounge together based on, like, the AOS range, uh, armies for Skaven and whatever, but, like, old models that uh, weren't re-released uh, will not be re-released yet for those guys. Only these guys will have stuff that's re-released. Uh, which is something interesting yeah um i yeah i think that is it really interesting as well and i guess maybe there's an entire another show guessing at what we might see come out which we should mm -hmm. maybe do next week because i think that'll be really fun uh these sure. armies these armies will have rules published alongside we've done this already right the old world before the great war against chaos battles of warhammer the old world take place in the decades immediately before the siege of prague bsp so uh it's 100 years bsp uh, at the heart of the old world lies the sprawling empire of man founded long ago by sigmar but long since divided into rival states west of the empire is the chivalrous realm of bretonians throughout the world as mountain in the east of the gray mountains lie between the empire and bretonia is the realm of the dwarfs in the arboreal gloom of the great forest of athel Lauren, it reside the mysterious wood elves kin to the seafaring high elves of ulthwan who in their arrogance maintain many colonies and outposts along the coast of the old world and appoint themselves custodians over the affairs of man uh, yet these powerful races and nations do not live alone within the old world and they must deal with constant evil creatures uh, all across the empire and bretonia savage beastmen bray herds um uh, and uh, of the sick and woods and from desolate wilderness and high moors rush the endless hordes of the orc and goblin tribes from the distant and arid land of the dead come the skeletal legions of the tomb kings of kemri and the frozen north march the endless hordes of the warriors of chaos but surrounding all of this is this picture which uh val's got thoughts on. innocuous so this it, is a very innocuous little little picture here uh, is it but the, uh, so uh a few things to point out. OG Citadel Trees. Fascinating. Oh, hold on. For the uh, for the podcast listeners, if you want to go into the Warhammer community uh, article, please do. But uh, Val is talking about a uh, a bunch of war dancers on square bases for the Wood Elves lined up against mm -hmm. a bunch of, uh, I think those are Iron Drakes. Uh, but for yeah, the, good guess. Yeah. For the... Um, uh for the dwarven holds i'll make sure i get that right uh but there's also a og tree man so if uh if you've ever collected <laughs> yes. the if you've ever collected the current tree man from age of sigmar uh, it is this not is that it, it is a much older tree man dating back to i think jesus times <laughs> well this is a, this is the i believe sixth edition wood elf tree man there's a tree man before this uh so when, and, when uh, does that date it when does sixth edition data says i mean that would put this tree man somewhere in the realm of 2003 ish uh 2004 ish hmm. um as i think what else didn't immediately drop these are war dancers which are i think a fifth edition ish sculpt but they never got redone uh and those are on them quite distinctly 25 millimeter bases which means these are updated for the old worlds these are the war dancers and that tree man uh is by my eyes sitting on a 50 by 75 millimeter base that would be a uh monsters cavalry base i don't think it's on a cab race uh, and it looks longer than it is wide so i'm going to say it's monsters cab 50 by 75 why does this matter this matters because in eighth edition when the wood elves were released 
They were released alongside what today you would find in AOS in the Sylvaneth line. Uh, I I don't know. Is it called a tree man? What's it's, it called? Uh, it... Yeah, tr tree lord. Uh, there's a it's tree, tree lord. lord. There's also a tree lord ancient, and there's because it's just it, uh, and dirthu. Yeah, you can build it three different ways. So that kit was released staunchly within Eighth Edition Warhammer Fantasy. It was a Warhammer mm -hmm. Fantasy kit. It wasn't even an End Times kit. It was Warhammer Fantasy plastic, glorious looking thing by the way this is not a comment on this particular tree man i like this tree man a lot i have a couple of these tree men <laughs> i think he looks great i Are honestly we, do we, i love uh, no, i love how you need to get some pushback like on this for for a pewter well no i i, I it's a matter of taste for uh, for a pewter mini i think he's actually pretty dynamic he's like an animated whirlwind of like tree limbs and logs not nearly as cool as the eighth edition tree man however here we are we're launching eighth edition we're launching the new world uh sorry the new old world and uh, instead of the 8th edition Tree Man that's made in plastic uh, and was released for Warhammer Fantasy, we are now looking at a uh, pewter, uh, perhaps, uh, yeah, will we'll be metal, most likely, version of the Tree Man from many decades ago at this point. What does it mean? Okay, all right. Before we can go any further, I need to read out Elric Deutsch's uh, comment in the chat because I think it's a fair one. He said, I have no idea what they were doing with that tree man as it looks neither like a tree nor like a man. <laughs> it's, uh, like it's a maelstrom of logs and branches. If you think he looks bad, the tree kin are absolutely horrendous. They are um, absolutely horrendous. I saw them once at the LVO, the LVO where we first met. Um, someone, uh, even though Treekin, it doesn't matter. There's a long story as to why I ended up seeing Treekin during an Age of Sigmar tournament in Las Vegas. <laughs> year, years after they should have been made redundant. And I was like, what the heck in heck? Anyway. So I want to say roughly at the same time as this rather innocuous photo of an old tree man, which reveals that they have retconned the tree man from the Warhammer of the Old World. Roughly at the exact same moment in time. And I just want to point this out. We saw a, 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 an article about Forge World, and they were doing something that they often do, which they were retiring a bunch of 40K units from, from the game entirely. They were being legended. You can't buy them anymore, including RIP to my custom Stampa. Um, you know, various kits were just removed from production. And then in the lead up to the launch of 10th edition 40K coming up, yeah. uh, we're just getting to the, to the actual launch, they announced that basically anything from Horus Heresy, and not anything, but almost everything from Horus Heresy that you once could use in both Horus Heresy and and Warhammer 40K, so that's like your Sicar the Sicarian tanks, um, you know, like a bunch of different like variants of Dreadnoughts, like all sorts of stuff, and like specifically Chaos lost a ton of stuff that used to be able to buy from Forge World that also, oddly enough, was never in Horus Heresy. They're just Forge World models. These are all these are all things that will no longer be updated. So they will have rules for 40k, but they will no longer be maintained. They're going to the legends category, and uh, they will not be legal in any sort of uh, sanctioned or recognized tournament play. So that means that uh, we have an example here of a model that perhaps I don't know. Just speculating here is considered part of AOS, uh, a core studio game being removed from the old world lineup just saying the tree man should be for all intents and purposes a wood elf uh quality thing Correct. being removed because they're now they're now sylvaneth and then we have at the exact same time i don't know if it's related or not but suddenly the horus heresy stuff was being taken out of 
40k. This seems like petty bullshit. It looks like, I mean, just reading tea leaves here, and I can't drink this tea because I'm not in the coffee shops. Uh, but it sure looks like petty bullshit unraveling before uh, unfolding before our eyes. Uh, yes. And uh, and I don't know. I don't think anyone else has suggested this yet out there. This might be us making this take for the first time. But it sure looks like whoever I controls one half of this equation was like. You can't use that anymore, and then the other half of the equation was like, "Well, then you can't use that." Uh, agreed. Like, uh, like, I'm with you. So, just just for clarity for everyone at home who might not be who some who some for some reason listens to the show that is one of the most uh, heavily uh, uh, well informed behind the scenes show available on the internet. Uh, like um, the. Uh, there are two studios. There is so the way games get made from Games Workshop. A quick TLDR is uh, they make minis in uh, in one place of the building, right? Which is uh, which is the Citadel Design Studio. So they make minis. Then what they do is they give them to bo Books and Box Games. Books and Box Games, as I understand it, get very little choice. In fact, even recently, I heard of friction. Uh, in that they don't get much choice because they don't think some of the things that are coming up are marketable. Uh, so they get given to those and then they design rules, law, narrative and a campaign around those things. That's what happens. That's what you think of when you think of 40k and Age Sigma uh, and, and some other stuff. Okay, cool. That's that part of the business. Let's move over to it. Specialist Design Studios where they have... Uh, let's say a little bit more free form where they're like we're gonna do titanicus and they're like cool what's that like and they all get in a room they make up some bullshit they put it together and then they just release stuff and then they're like do they have a roadmap for what they're gonna release zero fucking chance that's true yeah do they have any <laughs> like like any idea same with kind of the horus heresy which is why if anyone who's listening has been a long time horus heresy fan they'll be able to point to the fact that books came out with models in it uh with rules for models that never ended up getting made um yeah uh like which is like uh, uh and then there was models made that weren't inside books and you can see this repeated again in necromunda in heresy and everything else yeah which is which is the way it was for most of games workshops history for the record it's quite like, frustrating like the, though as a process eh, <laughs> i mean it basically provides opportunity for you to make your own like it's a hobbyist it's it's more of a hobbyist it's the way Games Workshop used to be. Like when I was a kid, there was all kinds of shit in in books, like like codexes and army books that weren't actually produced. You had to make yourself. Battle wagons or horks didn't exist for years and years. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. So no, so that's the that's the quick TLDR. So that's the two ways in which stuff is made. But unfortunately, sometimes, especially with Age of Sigmar, like Old World being destroyed, Age of Sigmar being created, and then 40k getting that radical change from seventh into eighth edition, there was there were miniatures that were existed in both places like you could you could legitimately collect a um a forge world only fantasy age sigma or 40k army from forge world and never from citadel and then what val's alluding to which i think is 100 percent confirmed pretty much from what we're seeing play out publicly is a war between those two different studios over <laughs> different factors like in the most petty and asinine way we've ever seen anything play out where you're very expensive like uh, as being and also recent war as well as been pointed yeah. out by Sircon in the chat uh the uh the the most recent kind of like cool battle tank uh that was released for the horus heresy the kratos 
uh, was like, you can also use this in 40K. And people were like, oh, my God. And that was only a year ago. And yeah. then it got retconned out a year later. That is, like, they, they at least think a couple of years ahead. They're not just selling something to then yank it a year later. So this is a, a, a modern falling out. And it looks severe falling out as well. So this now raises all kinds of questions because I'm starting now to genuinely wonder if there is going to be a hard cleave between old world and AOS ranges because this was hinted at, um, I think, by some other stuff that, you know, like we were, like when we first saw old stuff coming back, right? Uh, we were like, what? Uh, especially like you know Bretonians, for example, which haven't had a refresh in a long time, and now, now we're seeing a model that was basically new. So like the Wood Elves were the last faction released uh, in in Warhammer Fantasy Battles Eighth Edition. So that is the newest of the new ranges, as far as uh, aside from some apes, some very important pieces that came out in um, in the end times. Um, <laughs> so, are we going to see now? Anything that was that went on to become something, you know, very important to AOS, not be clawed back. And this Warriors of Chaos, for example, uh, are a a core faction of uh, of Warhammer Fantasy. What version of Warriors of Chaos are we about to see? Yeah, it's interesting. That is really interesting. Um, yeah. Are we going to see old rank and file? Chaos Warriors, which, by the way, I think are still for sale. I think I don't even think they ever did release. Did they ever get around to releasing the new yeah, Chaos yeah. Warriors? They've released them now. Yeah, the okay, new Chaos so, Knights, new Chaos Warriors, new Chaos Chosen. But you can buy as their own kits, not just in yeah, one yeah. box. Yeah, as you can buy um, as their own kits. So, like, the, it's just it's fascinating to me to think like where does that cleavage end? Because it almost looks like there was a bid. Because this is the other very confusing thing is that on the Horus Heresy side of things. They didn't take all of the units out of 40k. So things like Custodes got to keep their Forge World units and they will they will continue to be updated and maintained. Um, the Castorus Knights, the, the Forge World big knights, which recently got a new plastic kit uh, or will be getting a new plastic kit, um, will stay eligible for use in 40k. But the vast majority, I would say, you know, 80-90% of it was removed. Uh, the things that were in both Horse Heresy and 40k and also, confusingly, some things that just weren't even in 40, weren't even in for, Horse Heresy. They were strictly just made by Forge World. Uh, they were some of the oldest Imperial armor units that are available, things like the Brass Scorpion and such. These are not Horus Heresy units. Um, so, uh, so there's some sort of a bid going on. Um, you know, at, at the very least, there was some negotiation to keep certain things, uh, if that's indeed what's happening here. But it is so absurd, and it, and it, it also just makes the what's about to happen with old world thing very interesting to me because i don't know if you're excited but like they they announced for example cities of sigmar will become its own distinct thing right yes yeah yeah they 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 have to i well, i mean a lot of people in the sigmar community have been expecting the the cities of sigmar which is where uh, a huge portion of what were previously a bunch of different factions were coalesced into a single book a few years ago, like three years ago. Um, uh, and now you expect huge portions of those to go away. Many of them, in fact. And I think, based on now what we've seen from the Old World previews, we're going to see them all put into the Old World. I wouldn't be surprised if 
literally nothing. So obviously everything BSP um, uh, like means that probably we don't see steam tanks. Probably we don't see a bunch of other bits. So we might see those. Uh, no, steam, tanks, steam tanks are firmly uh, in this timeline. Okay, firmly. College of Magic yeah. though, no. No. Uh, so yeah. we might so we might lose like a, the the Luminarch and the, some of those other bits as well. Um, uh, so they may stay in uh, those cities of Sigmar stuff. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, you're like I mean we're we're only a few months out from um, uh, that release, or if it's even a few months, it might be less than that. It might be like a month or two. Uh, in which case, which I think is quite interesting, well, that will give us a better indication of what models we'll see where and when. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, uh, bringing back that old, taking a legitimate photo of that old tree man, putting it in a picture as a promo photo is wild to me. Um, like, because that looks awful. <laughs> uh, I, again, I, I don't hate him, but that I, I think also uh, something that got pointed out to me um, when I was going off about this on Facebook uh, was because I was like, there's no example of this ever happening, like them using only like ancient models and like maybe updating a few things. And then like someone like, someone like, 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 you know, like uh, Robert the Bruce's dad in Braveheart, like he's just, like leprous face, just like postules all over himself. And he was like, that's how they do Middle Earth strategy battles. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> And I was like, "Oh shit, no!" And Middle Earth, and, he, and he's absolutely right. They just took a game that they put, you know, they developed and made like a decade or two ago, and they literally release all the same old models. Uh, every now and again, they get like a new rock formation, um, and that's it. And they just sort of like, you know, they they just make it available, which is kind of kind of what a lot of people were confused about with fantasy was when they like scorched the earth they literally like they could have just kept it there sort of like and just like not not developed it just made it like you know okay it's there if you want it you can play with it um and that could be what old world is but we'll see that's interesting yeah i mean again it's the same studio right like it's the necromunda studio it's uh it it it's the was heresy studio i think actually not anymore i think that's not them I think Forge World is not. Oh, sorry, SDS is not uh, them anymore. Uh, but not Heresy. I, I'm pretty certain not. I think that's Mainline Studio. Um, well, then, then that would that would completely scuttle our our, uh, our 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 theory then. The rules because the rules. Yeah. The rules of minis again. There's a differential. So. Okay. All right. But like, I don't know. I'll find out for next week. I'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He goes go, go snoop around Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. No, order it. Go, go eat a croissant very slowly. <laughs> I'll just do what I always do. I'll just go into Bugman's on Friday afternoon at 6, <laughs> at, at, at 6 p.m. and see people at the bar and be like, do you want a pint? They'll be like, that's really nice of you, Rob. No problem. I'm like, that's not a problem. How's things? Hey, Rob, I didn't. I thought you didn't drink. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, you want another? <laughs> you want another? Like... You... <laughs> <laughs> uh right anyway uh right so uh reading through this to finish this off um yeah 
In Warhammer the Old World, these core factions battle endlessly. Some seek only death and destruction, others seek to reclaim lands they once ruled. Still others seek only to serve their dark masters and overthrow the order imposed upon the world by civilized races of men dwarf selves who in turn must march increasingly to war to protect their realms. But what about the other factions? Certain factions people remember from Warhammer Fantasy Battles are not part of the narrative we're telling with the Old World. Ooh. But we will provide with rules for the launch of the game. So those are Just a little square bass. Just a hot, quick square bass commentary here. Yeah, go for um, it. A little troubled by uh, and <laughs> little troubled by seek only to serve their dark masters and overthrow the order imposed on the world by the civilized uh, races of men, dwarves, and elves who are all white. In turn, must. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag square bast. Right. There must be there so, must yeah. be there must be like someone's done the video essay where it's like fantasy is racist and convo. Like someone's got that and I need that permanently as a button that I can just press. So I don't yeah. need to I... <laughs> so just like look, eyes open here, guys. Just uh but I mean that was a particularly um <laughs> but, so let's put it what about the other factions? What do we got going on here? Yeah, um, and then <laughs> so we've got Dark Elves, uh, Skaven, obviously the Dark Elves are the bad guys, uh, Skaven, uh, Vampire Counts, uh, Demons of Chaos, Ogre Kingdoms, Lizard Men, and Chaos Dwarves. Now, now Val and the studio audience, t uh, Twitch chat and YouTube commenters, uh, how do you feel about those factions not being factions are supported? Because there's some big hitters. I would say two of the most unique IPs available to uh yeah. to the old world in skaven and also lizard men yeah uh, not getting support is pretty crazy uh what are your thoughts the only one oh i may have am i still am i still audible yeah yeah we can hear okay cool sorry um the the one here that um well the 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 rationale that they get into about why these what these guys are up to and why they don't count uh, is particularly frustrating later on, um, but um, I guess uh, it hits me as I don't understand. These are maybe these are this is the list of of armies I suppose that have gone on to have successful second lives in AOS with the exception of Chaos Dwarves, and that's it. Everyone, everyone else is very firmly and dark elves. I don't know. Chaos Wars and dark elves feel very old worldly to me, but vampire accounts are like a core old world franchise. Like yeah. that's what confuses me that they're not there. And Skaven, I again core old world um, uh, franchise. Um, the other guys I can kind of get because geographically they're not nearby, but like Skaven and vampire accounts not being on this list is just it's crazy to me. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty. I, I was amazed that Lizardmen aren't there. Lizardmen are literally like a founding race in yes. the old world lore, so that's weird. Um, Skaven similarly like incredibly integral. Demons of Chaos is like what? <laughs> like what? Like there. Um, but like maybe they're going to be introduced, and this is why I think um, uh, these are things that we're going to see revisited in like the second edition. Yes. Like, um, I don't but think I would, that they're I, gone. I would say, though, that with the exception of Dark Elves and Chaos Dwarves, everyone else, to me, feels like ranges that were entirely refreshed or are in the process of being entirely refreshed, probably in some way for AOS. And that, so, like, 
Vampire Counts, for example, has one for one but almost entirely redone as um, whatever they are. What are they? Soul what are they? Soul Blight Grave Lords. Thank you. Um, you know, Demons of Chaos, especially all the Slaneshi bits, got broken out into some really cool new stuff. Um, Lizardman recently got a massive new glow up. I imagine Skaven have got to be in line for the, some sort of. They're the fourth edition book. Like they're okay, the, so, they're the bad guys for fourth edition. So like they've they, like they they are due. So perhaps this list is partially just a matter of logistics. They can't do, they they don't want to commit to doing everything all over at once. And these are also things that are going to be prioritized for release and re re up in AOS first. And then once that wave has passed, well, now you can resell them again to the old world guys. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think it's just going to be second edition. I think uh, same as Total War. Like, uh, yeah. See how see how well it does, and then release it. Or same as Necromunda. Don't care how it does. Just release whatever you like, <laughs> whenever you like. Just right? keep it going. Just keep yeah. it going. Uh, these Legacy Faction Army lists will be made available for free as PDFs or service to fans who have these classic armies on their shelf, so you can still bring them to battle for old time's sake. We don't plan to publish rules for Warhammer Age Sigmar miniatures except for those units that were part of the game and setting during the final edition of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Um, and then what are arm other armies up to then? During the century before the Siege of Prague, or BSP, the Skaven Under Empire was riven by Saber War to the extent that they retreat from the surface world. Uh, so they've, they've given some story. So they haven't, like... Uh, so, oh, sorry, I'll read through it and then we can talk about it. Uh, this um, this is like very, I wish they had just, this is literally like Poochie went back to his home planet type shit. Like it's, it's, it's brutal. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, this origin is belief that Skaven aren't real. They vanished for several generations, became folklore. Skaven reemerged only after the Horn Rat himself was summoned at the Skaven Blight to end the strife and instill new purpose to his children. Ties in with the wider rise of chaos and destruction wrought by Asvar Kul, uh, turning them into a new power in the world. The Von Karsians were all dead for a given value of dead uh, after the Vampire Wars. With their defeat, other vampires went into hiding and became less active. Went into the world, became safe for them to emerge once more. Dark Elves, Lizardmen, Chaos Dwarfs, Ogre Kings were all based in far in the old world and during this period they are very in looking in insular races chaos demons have existed in the past and will again but there is an ebb and flow dark elves chaos. the the race founded on uh being pirates corsairs uh stealing stealing uh people from from all over the world <laughs> i agree uh, i agree. insular race i agree it's some bump but the important part maybe to talk about is that they've at least like fan service that conversation it's not they're just yeah. like they're just like like with the the forgeal stuff for like a lot of 40k stuff they're just like they're like why is this not in the game they're like fuck off like that's their response like like this is nice enough to write a thing i get you know what i wasn't expecting that kind of kindness you know what you're right yeah that is that is nice i personally would have preferred them to just be like we'll get to them later <laughs> like like chill guys we'll, we'll talk about them later um yeah. rather than like oh they were busy yeah. too busy too busy <laughs> they've just got lots to do um uh, walking around the house you know like uh that, that was that was i find that a bit bit much but anyway like i i don't i they will have data like they, they will have rules and that's the most important part and again these early rules do not necessarily mean that they're going to be bad rules yes. um you know like and and i think that's what i think a lot of people losing their mind about this um need to remember is that there's been Britonia survived for 20 years uh, on the same army book um, and continues to. 
and that really, you know, that, that hung in there. Like Chaos Dwarves until Demercon came out were um, just like a, you know, a supplemental faction as well. So like people still make do and you can, you can do stuff with them. Um, and I suspect that we'll get proper rules for these guys in time and models. Yeah, I, uh, me too. I, 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 I agree with that as well. And like, um, I think that's going to be a wealth of information to land and be a part of when that does land. Like, that's a huge amount of like units and other stuff to go through for, for people. But I do recognize that if you do have one of those factions, you're going to feel a bit like, oh, I'm not going to get some updated stuff. That sucks. That's got to feel really bad. Um, uh, so I can. But at I the same that. time, you you probably will because AOS will be getting like glow ups right so like uh you ironically a lot of those factions i feel like will have better ranges available to them anyway the people complaining and, but, about are like are not people who a buy minis and or ever play the game like yeah, fair. so yeah. that, like that like that's not what it is their identity is their faction and yet ever to actually field their faction so i don't think that's overly a stress <laughs> like you're not going to say to them oh so you really like skaven so like just play them in age of Sigmar. they'll be like no i wanted to play an old world I'm like have you ever played any fantasy they're like well no but like that's where i would like to play it uh, well, you know so, yeah yeah so uh, yeah i don't think that's yeah. overly an issue well pretty exciting wrap up of uh of where we're at at the moment i'll say uh, a war between two studios, uh, factions coming back, other factions being sidelined. Uh, what an exciting future for the Square-based podcast and also community. Uh, if That's you right. are if you are a member of the Square-based community, do hashtag hashtag Square-based uh, everywhere you can, uh, and also let your old world friends know about the conversations that we'll have here and all of the future resources we're going to develop for uh, our favorite Square-based miniature game. One hundred percent. It's it's going to be a blast. And uh, also, uh, just to let you know, uh, Rob, you may not be aware, but maybe right now, maybe in the next few minutes, uh, the Warmer Forty K Zeno status lights are going to drop. Orcs, orcs which will orcs, be, maybe. Uh, which will include the orcs, which means that uh, like the groundhog who emerges in Pennsylvania once a year uh, to uh, to determine whether or not he is ready to uh, leave his cave and embrace the spring. I will glance over them, grumble, and probably not play 40k. But I, uh, I look forward to uh, to seeing that stuff anyway. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, also, uh, and a uh, little side note, I'll, we'll talk about this after. Uh, listen, if you enjoyed the show, like, subscribe. The best way to support the show is like, subscribe, and do all those other things. Uh, so please do that. Thanks to Val. Thank you to the Twitch chat for a lovely uh, show, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you very much.